Welcome to this second episode of what we're now calling The Debrief. I love this new series. Uh, it allows me to sit down with past Focus Lab brand partners, speak about the project in a way that does not make it into a case study. So we really pull back the curtain today with Umberto from Rose.com. He's the co-founder and CEO. Uh, in this episode, we highlight a couple things among others, some of which are what it was like to, to basically vet and hire a US-based agency as an international client. We also talk about his love for the what we call the brand attributes exercise. That's an exercise we do during the strategy portion of all of our projects. And ultimately we dive deep into ROI and the actual return that he's already seeing 12 months out from this new rebrand. So really fun chat, hope you enjoy. So Umberto, excited to chat today. It's been a while. I was actually reviewing some stuff earlier and Rose launched the rebrand November 18th, 2020 is when you posted that blog post. So we're almost a year that feels much longer to me. I don't know how long it feels to you. It feels like very long when we find words in our, you know, in our databases or, or in our notion where we keep the, the internal doc, when we, when we find dash dash, the old name, oh, we, which right. is, which is becoming rare. It feels like it was like three or four years ago. And in fact, as you're saying, it was only one year ago. Pretty pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild to think yeah. back. So, so I'm excited to chat about the project today. We're going to talk about kind of the insider perspectives. I think it's important for people to hear what it's what it's truly like to go through that process. We had a blast working with you and your team. So I'm going to hit you with some questions and we'll just, we'll run that way. So first question. So these are my pre-project questions. So how did you know that it was time to rebrand? Ah, great question. It was mostly a feeling for me. Uh, again, I, I am the, the, the CEO and one of the co-founders of the company. I just start getting uneasy about our brand just as a perception, right? We were trying to do this, this spreadsheet, which is this very ambitious product. And, and really the, the, the competitors out there are nouns and verbs in the industry, like just Google or Sheets and, and, and Excel and Microsoft, right? Like those are very big, very big household names and everyone understands what they are, et cetera. And, and we were called Dash Dash and, and Dash Dash just describes the, the the equal sign to dashes, right? Which was kind of funny and, and, and witty, but people didn't really get it. And it was longer than needed. We wanted something that represented uh, the ambition which we have. Uh, and, and I guess this is how we handled, we, we landed at Rose. But, but so I, I just, to, to your question, I just started feeling uneasy. Something started telling me that there was something wrong with them mm -hmm. and, and just a feeling. And then separately there were complaints which are pretty frequent and, and start getting more frequent from designers saying the brand visuals which we have aren't flexible anymore. And, and the team started saying, now we've grown in ambition. We have we actually raised more money. We now have, a, we can execute on a larger thing. And actually all of the kind of work which we did on positioning and, and, and tone of voice and all of the, all of those definitions, all of that, all, all of those deliverables started to get really out there. And, you know, as a startup, we were possibly like 20 when we started working. Uh, we're 60 something people now we didn't have any person dedicated to to brand to to being the gatekeeper of branding so we felt like okay we need someone from the outside who 
really had the time to to think about it. And that, that's how we decided to start it. Yeah, great. So you hit that natural inflection point that a lot of businesses hit, right? Where it's, it's not working anymore. It sounded like both the utility of the assets was broken and then maybe the story just wasn't representative of yeah. who you were, who you and were going to become ultimately. Exactly, but just ultimately, I think it's really about the ambition, right? If people are lucky enough that their company is doing well or that they have a shot at doing something which is much bigger, like people investing in, in IT and investing product and investing in all of these things. And, and generally it's, it's kind of stupid. Like you have, oh no, I mean tech, the brand doesn't matter. No, actually the brand is, 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 still, is still very much central because it communicates. And in our particular case, it communicates not only to the outside, but also for hiring purposes. It's extremely important. And we can talk a little bit about it, the effects that, 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 that move into a better brand had on our hiring. Uh, well, just uh, newsflash, obviously it worked super well for us. And, uh, yeah, 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 that will be a question later, the impact. I think yeah. uh, sometimes it is easily overlooked the internal cultural impact that a rebrand has. I think it's very easy to understand, oh, we're going to rebrand, it's going to help us speak to our customers better. And we do try to relay to all of our clients, hey, this is going to have an impact internally as well. But we'll get there, save that. So, so you realize you need to rebrand. What were you looking for in the partner that you were looking for? And I don't need you to just toot a lot of focus lab horns here, but I'm curious. And I think that listeners would be curious to how, what was the, you know, the decision-making process and finding the right agency. What were you measuring there? Yeah, we were actually uh, just looking for, I think the core driver was professionalism, right? And professionalism in our sense meant someone who had super high standards of work and who has worked in our setting and understands how we speak and what a founder being nervous is all about, right? And, and really having that connection and say, they know what I'm feeling. They know that this thing is expensive and, and they have to treat this project as, as the priority which we're making it. And so we wanted someone who saw eye to eye. We didn't want some, you know, some crazy designer somewhere who can work a little bit on the brand and maybe gave you some great ideas, but then they're not going to be able to tie it together. Right? There's, there's more ideas than we can execute what wanted really was consistency. And so we encoded that and, and we actually talk about it in our blog and, and people can, can search about it in blog.rose.com, how we did the rebrand and how we picked it. But mostly it was about looking for a partner that had worked with similar clients to us. So we wanted someone who had worked with clients in the SaaS space and someone who had worked in, in B2C brands and who had just built stuff that we liked, right? This was part of it. Then the other one, the other part was uh, to measure professionalism. How well are they going to answer the specific questions that, that, that we have for them, right? And we, we kind of gave you a bunch of detail. I don't know if you guys remember, but we wrote like a pretty comprehensive RFP, right? So said, this is where we are. This is where, where things are going well. This is what things are not going well. We were super open about it. It's like, this is what we don't like. We really don't like it. And we also gave some pointers, right? I think that as a founder, especially uh, uh, second and third time founders, we'll have some learnings regarding types of things which you want out of just pure visual stuff and things which you don't want. And we were like, okay, we will, because our work involved building a website, I designed our, our main pages for the website. Like we don't want parallax effects and we don't want captured scrolling. Right. right? Because our spreadsheet is, is supposed to be spreadsheet. Spreadsheets are obvious and simple and performant. So we don't want all of those weird gizmos flying around. We, we just 
flat. You generally shouldn't say that to designers and, 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 and to people who are supposed to be thinking for you. But in those cases, we're like, okay, there's a few set of things we already know we don't like. So better, yes. better say it up front. Uh, yeah. and, and, and this kind of, I don't know if this answers your question, but but we kind of already knew what we wanted to look for in a partner. And it all boiled down to this professionalism concept of someone who knows how to deal with companies that that that, that are our size and our ambition and who have and who can demonstrate past work past successful work uh, on those yeah something yeah. that you said there which i want to i want to highlight because it is extremely important to us and we consider this one of our differentiators if you will which is understanding the nerves the expectations all the things that go into a project right it's not just about well, we just, we read a bunch of criteria and we can deliver on that criteria. That's, that's like the table stakes part of going through any type of process like this, being able to step up to the plate and hopefully have a founder like yourself feel more comfortable with the process, feel like we understand your fears and can speak to them, educate, handhold, professional processes, all the other things that go into this besides just picking colors picking typefaces, right? Rebrand is yeah, much yeah. larger than that. And we try to do our best to speak to that value that we bring to the table. So hopefully, and I expect you, you did see that from choosing us and you actually got to see that throughout the project. Oh, 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 oh yeah. But, but, but I think even, even before then it's important. Well, in case people are interested, that is because we spoke to a lot of people. We, I think we, we sent requests to more than like 10 big companies and in the US and Europe, this was kind of our geographical scope. And, and even the table stakes, just understanding the RFP and answering the questions, like unfortunately, most European companies, most European firms, agencies fail to even understand the basic table stakes, right? We said, okay, these are, these, this is who we are. These are the questions we want an answer until X, like you have X weeks to give, to give us an answer, et cetera. And, and it's, it's very important that, that just most European companies do not, did not operate like large firms, large firms. And, and again, we were, we were investing quite a bit. This is not a small process. And, but most of the companies, so more than half of the companies, did not even fulfill the basic requirements of answering the questions which we have asked. And this is really annoying. Like just you, mm. add, you ask questions. Even if you are wrong in asking, asking some questions, you should still say, Regarding this question of yours is what we have to say, X and Y and Z. And so table stakes already filled are more than half. And so we were really just left with one firm in, in Europe and, and a couple in, in the USA. And this is really, really where we went to. So who are the teams who can really speak more on a, like the founders are more aligned to us, et cetera. And then this boiled down to two. So we filtered everything out. And then in the end, I think you guys uh, um, just had just more, much more relevant work and more experience i think on the SaaS side which we wanted also you, you you were pretty comprehensive in what you could offer right not only creating mm -hmm. the visual part of the brand which is what people assume to be a brand but also mm -hmm. actually creating the core identity and the strategy behind the elements and, and what the company is in here and doing and creating a couple of uh, then uh, different applications of the visual identity right which is icons and, and websites and screens and, and this and that yeah and don't forget all the the verbal work too right so you know outside oh, of the, the visual work, yeah. yeah what does a brand say how does it speak so that's 
that is another thing that we we really thrive in and we will continue to build our business around this idea that rebranding is not designed. So our core services should function in a way that they serve all of those brands, not all, all is actually not the right word, but those core foundational brand needs. Visuals, one component, verbal is another. A hundred percent. I think what founders frequently forget is we're selling products here, right? They forget that our job is to sell. And therefore you have an agency whose job is to listen to clients and, and the agency understanding what you are doing and being able to write it itself in itself almost pays off the whole product, you know, just getting a set of very smart people to understand what you're saying. And, and you don't have a lot of time. So these processes are, are fast and they have to really encode what you are doing, what your product does, what is the benefits, what is the competition, yada, 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 like all of these verbalizations. Yes. Uh, and and just going through that effort and, and and seeing okay these people were able to encode that provides massive effort uh, 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 massive benefit to the company because we don't have time to think about it and actually the stuff with you guys were writing we were just discussing internally and coming back to you so it was like kind of like almost a life process of using mm -hmm. that time to really realign and see okay how do people really perceive us and we would say ah because we want to be at some point. Uh, you guys, I think this was one of the, 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 the coolest part of the product. You guys asked us to, to pick three attributes that, that we thought described us. And we picked up dependable, intuitive, and vibrant, right? Uh, and dependability and, and intuitiveness and, and vibrancy are not some bullshit, bullshit concepts, right? They really aren't. Right. Right? Dependable right. because we are a spreadsheet. And, and if spreadsheets fail, then, then, then people are screwed <laughs> and people don't Game want over. to fail. Yeah. And so, but being able to explain that to you, the fact that you guys asked and we had, okay, what the, is actually, we were super excited. It's, it's such a trivial exercise, but really prompted us to, to think what exactly do we want to send with the message in our visual work, in our written work, and then intuitiveness also, spreadsheets are a bit complex and is actually something which we want to innovate on. And then obviously vibrancy, all products are there. We want to be the new one. And so we want to actually create some, some energy in the communication yes. and right. that's why we did this, this particular three words so so the, the value even just as an internal consultant i think just pays off for the product the fact that, that, that the agency produces the assets as far as to use to the outside is is even better uh, uh, this is my perspective i love that we, we are, i love that we were super we were super fans of of, of the whole process and the whole work it, it really changed stuff in the company yeah, I think it's funny, right? Because if you sit back, maybe sometimes a company would say, well, if we had more time, we could sit down and figure this out. But then you're still stuck in your own bubble. It is helpful to then partner with another company to work through those problems, to iterate together, to challenge each other on, well, what do you stand for? What story are you trying to tell? And in that way, hopefully we at Focus Lab are able to help kind of put that challenge back onto our partners to say, think about this more critically. I don't think the story is there yet. We're going to help you make it, but you're a part of the story, right? We're not just the experts on the other side. And you just say, we need X. And then we just throw it over the fence and you have it. It is that consultant <laughs> part of it. So like we sit down together yeah. and we both kind of try to poke holes in the boat and extract from that. So that's great. That's great to hear. A hundred percent. Like I, I think most founders go through life, you know, at some point you are enamorated with the concept of consultants and having people working outside, it's more flexible, et cetera. But then it's like, no, no, actually now I have money and, and I actually can, can, can hire the people. I, I, I think that there's ups and downs of this relationship. 
it is very valuable to get help from the outside when there is enough time for them to try to encode what you're doing and there's productive conversation. Okay, how much can they understand? Could they, if I, God forbid, die tomorrow or something, could they come in here and fill out our shoes? Did they understand enough of the problem mm. and enough of our positioning and our own? But anyway. Not an uh, easy challenge, this is all, right? This is all... So that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. I'm glad that we kind of got to that through that question. So now I'm, I'm to the in-project questions. So the first one is, what was the most surprising aspect of the project? And we may have highlighted a little bit in our ramblings earlier, but any big surprising yeah, uh, aspect? Well, uh, I, I, I think one of them was, was again, product management and the whole setup from the Janina and the product manager. The product was so well managed, right? And, and my, my co-founder and I, we, we are from McKinsey, right? And consultancies manage products for a living. And we always felt like there was someone to worry about the things which we don't like to worry, which like deadlines and who has to deliver what and are we ahead or are we behind, you know, all of these things like, oh, fuck, are we behind or not? Like you guys are <laughs> always, I think like every week or maybe twice a week would say, no, no, everything's fine. You only owe us this document, yada, yada. If it's late, then don't worry about it. If it's only one or two days, but we are waiting for that because of why. So you guys producing the conversation for us and we not having to pull out of our head which things am I missing, which unknowns are there in there. This is just the main the main benefit which you saw in the beginning, right? Not having to worry about, about, about it all. Mm -hmm. Creatively, uh, this exercise of, of picking up the attributes, the, the three attributes, because you impose this currency, you can only pick three. We, we only chose three uh, uh, intermediaries for, for the process. But we were at each other's throats, right? Because everyone had a, such a strong opinion and, yeah. and we ended up uh, agreeing on these three. This was I, one of the most long lasting things, even though it seems pretty simple, uh, because the, the words which you guys propose are, 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 are quite provocative and balanced. And we still use it to, 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 to this day, right? It still figures on our internal guidelines that these are the types of things which we want to pass in our communication. I think one of the things which, which is surprising is it's just with, with visual work, people come from such different places. And, and again, in here, maybe we have this, this, this dream that no, people are going to surprise us, but in such a natural, it's going to, it's going to be obvious. It's not obvious, right? It's just, it had to still go through, through you guys presenting it. And, and when you presented it, things made sense, but then we were sold on the idea that we still had to sell it on, on others. So th there's, mm -hmm. There, there were a lot of there were a lot of, of just a cool, very cool part of the process, I, I guess. So having said all of that, what was the most challenging part, right? Because it's not all rainbows the whole time. It doesn't mean yeah, it's yeah. bad, but it's not easy. Yeah. So what was challenging? Yeah. Well, we'll agree on the visuals in the end is, is always, I think, the, the hardest part, you know, even even within the company, we, we know that to be a fact, right? You try to do something, it's like, ah, but you know, I'd rather X and like, no, but I'd rather Y. Yeah, and it visuals become a piece in context very very quickly and and this this was the most challenging part for us right so because you're picking a sign like a logo a, a logo form or or some symbol and and so some logo mark but but in the end that is going to be final for many many years to come right? yes words you can always change them a little bit you can start <laughs> yeah. shaking them later it's okay yeah one word is out of place it doesn't, doesn't really matter but, 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 but with, with the visuals, with the logo, right? And with the colors, you kind of 
your designers are going to pick that up and they're going to start running faster than everyone else. And that thing is going to become just part of, of, your, of, of your Bible. And, and so we struggled emotionally, mm -hmm. even inside on, on really picking what we wanted, even though we actually had pretty good uh, understanding of what, of what the broad strokes were, right? We actually wanted a logo that did not have a form. We actually wanted the word rose to be our logo. And, and that's kind of already provided some structure. But even within that, you know, like more slanted, less slanted, more fat, less yes. like how much fiber is in there, you know, how much intuitiveness is in there. And, and you know, yeah. and we always go back and we became, we become, I think founders become a bit paranoid when, when designing um, logos. And I think that this is natural. I think the first thing is to just it say is. that we are feeling a bit uneasy about this thing. And, and luckily, uh, I think you guys always produced at every step, I think we started maybe with three options or five options, and then we, we went to three and, and then to two and, and then to one. And I think it's super well made, right? In the end, we got exactly what we wanted. My recommendation is also that, you know, people going into this, bring a designer. I think that's the, the setup. We, 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 we chose three people for this process, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Then it was me, like again, a founder, uh, and then we had a designer and then we had a business person. So we had all kind of different areas of the company represented so that we could take the decisions and mm -hmm. potentially have to shove it down other people's throats, you know, because uh, yeah. this also can happen. Uh, and from your side, there were all sides represented. Uh, we had brand strategy That's... for sure. We had visuals from actually yeah. just artists, the artist side. And then we actually had someone from the web development side. And so we kind of felt like between all of us, we had represented all the concerns and all of the options. Then it was just a, a matter of actually picking up something and, and, and going with it. Yeah. And it's that decision making, it's the picking. Picking is hard, right? Oh, it's, you know, because design is also extremely subjective. Like we talk about it all the time. Like what looks great to us, which we might feel like will absolutely work for you. You might recognize that it might work, but you might hate it still. So then there's that internal battle of like, but do I need to love it? I kind of want to love it as a founder, but yeah, yeah design, <laughs> ew, design's tricky. So it doesn't surprise me that that was yeah. the most challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just speaking, the the final, the, the end design was 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 super was to me the hardest. I guess what made it simpler was also the fact that we also got additional illustrations as part of the work packages, mm -hmm. right? Because those are those build up to the brand, right? Yes. The, these representations of actions. And we want like, you know, these hands doing things because of the cells and, 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 and that actually reinforced, okay, you know, we really like those illustrations and kind of like, so the brand has to come from those. And, and so that helped tie really tie the together. What, what, what I find is just a logo leaving alone on a blank piece of paper is impossible. To a sell. thousand percent. Uh, yeah. Uh, and if you have a story and if you have, you know, context and other visuals and actually the website and all of that crap uh, together, it becomes much simpler to just really see the, how, how the brand exists with, with the logo and, and with other things. You know? Yeah. Cause then it's more about an overarching story. It is less about, does the logo have vibrancy and all these other things? It's like, no, no, it doesn't have to have that. And those hands yeah. and that illustration style really brought a lot of that kind of extra life and vibrancy into the brand where then we don't have to worry about baking that into the letter forms of the word rose. You know, yeah. there's, there's some nuances in there to capture some of that story, but it is such a trap 
when 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 you try to get that <laughs> really? into, yeah i mean sometimes that is actually a never-ending perpetual cycle and it doesn't happen very often but there have been projects in the past 11 years where if you get deep into that tunnel of everything has to be in the logo you actually die in the tunnel you literally die there yeah. you just realize we can never get it to work that way and then you have to separate again it, it doesn't happen often and i think that's through the maturity of of our clients, quite honestly, and probably through the maturity of our company and now meeting in the middle and understanding that there's a larger story here. We're not going to get lost on the logo. We can get tripped up on it here and there because it is a tough decision. Like you said, to say, Oh, this is going to be yeah. it. This is it now. Oh, for, oh yeah. Forever. Yeah. And, and, and you mentioned a very important aspect in it, which is maturity. I, I think it is the role of founders to be demanding, uh, but it's also the role of founders to say, how much of a brand person am I? I think this is this is a, a fun joke that a, a very provocative topic that I raised many times. Like you have to be able to look at your house, right, and and your furniture and your clothes and and, and the options which you do in your life. Like how close am I to the key people who kind of understand taste and who design the logos for mm. all these big companies and produce all these branding work for Nike and Apple and whatever, right? Just am i a person who am kind of like in tune to that because everyone's entitled to their own thing like you're not designing a logo to change how i'm gonna build my house but but you have to kind of like understand how much how pushy can i be how much do i have to trust these these people and we eventually ended up we are probably 70 to 80 percent brand people the, the three of us because we we all really like these things even before starting these uh, Enrique and I, the business, the business uh, manager, now head of marketing, uh, and myself, we we bought a bunch of books on advertising and brands together, and we were debating that long before it became an actual project. And obviously, Sandrina, she's a designer, and you know, she looks like prototypical, not not not, on, not in a standard way, but in a creative way, she looks like a prototypical designer, it's like super good taste, and 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 you know, never a hair out of out of place. Like all designs are beautiful and and she knows what final is as she they believe are good beautiful things and 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 these i guess gave us confidence and and also from your side we also had very very senior people who had delivered products far more demanding and and senior than ours so it's like okay if they can solve that that company which is much bigger than ours they can they can solve it for, for us mm. Yeah, and I think trust goes a long way, right? So the maturity in yourself to, to recognize and be self-aware and to trust that. Like, okay, I have a, I have an opinion and it is being heard, but I also need to place some trust into them when I'm having those moments of getting caught up and being my own blocker of progress on the project. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so the, the last question of the in-project, I mean, this is a low-hanging fruit kind of softball question, but what was the most rewarding part of the project? I think it was in the moments where we started seeing things which we really agreed with, like, you know, the, the, the first one, well, again, even before the project, as soon as we saw it, you guys were professional, okay, this professionalism always delivers better results, you know, and then once we got into the actual weeds of, of building this thing, I think the strategic uh, work which you guys produced, even though this strategy is not frequently used, we sometimes reread it, but not very frequently, uh, it showed us that you guys had really understood what, what, what we were doing. And then the successful releases, I, I think once you pick the colors and, and once you, you proposed as the logos, we started getting very excited. Then we had, you know, this, this long process, which was maybe like, only two weeks and a half or three weeks <laughs> yeah. where we were deciding below, but it felt like 
felt like ages. <laughs> I sold this product to the investors. We we're spending so much money acquiring the domain, even before we, we, we bought this super expensive domain and now get this agency and we're still going to have to then get, 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 get more stuff. So there's a lot of costs involved. But then once we got through with that, then it started just becoming happier and happier moments as we started seeing the web pages and we started seeing the, the carousels of, of, you know, little details which you guys are producing. Mm -hmm. like, I, mean, I think that this is really where agencies shine and where internal designers don't really have neither the currency nor the time to deal with like okay we need a catalog of illustrations that that uh, um, that make the point of how to use our product or how to pass certain emotions in marketing or sales etc and you typically need catalogs of like you don't need one yeah, you need right to any of those and they need to kind right. of agree with each other and and icons and all that stuff. It is tremendous work. Uh, and once we saw it, it's like, okay, that's something which we could never do ourselves. And these these people have delivered to us, Focus Lab have delivered to us. And now we are in a much better place. Now we are one of the companies that actually have their own custom icons and logos and all of that stuff. Uh, and this, this, so the moment, the better moments were when we saw things coming out, which we would never could have done ourselves. You know? Never, sure. like we sure, never sure, sure. could have done that either because of time or specialization or just it would never become important enough wrongly. So, but yeah. Yeah. I think, I think also part of that is just the, you spend so much time. And again, it's, you know, our projects are what three to six months. And even in those three week periods, they feel really long, although relatively short, but you spend a lot of time in the thinking strategy, strategy documents, words, and then when you can start to get more towards the back end of a project and you start to see it come to life and it doesn't mean just design, it doesn't mean design is the aha moment, but it is kind of the thing that everybody can start to see visually and go like, oh, all right, I see the story coming together. And we always talk about there's like an aha moment in each given project. And that aha moment is different for everybody. Sometimes it is maybe an aha moment in strategy, which could be a positioning shift of a company or it is the logo, or it is the entirety of a system, or it is the illustrations. It's like, oh my God, that's it. That's the moment. Yeah. Those are really yeah. rewarding for us when we hit those moments. That's when you see the total synergy align. Yeah, and, and, and when you see like stuff applied to what you did, right? Apply the, the visuals to our, to our interface. It's like, ah, this is how you do color, this nap bar, this is how you do it. Okay, this is super interesting. They yeah. picked like the perfect color for that one. Okay, this color, maybe not so much. I don't want to call so much attention to this type of element. But kind of, this process is so illustrative of how people see, again, how people on the outside see your, your, your stuff, your product, your interfaces, your actions, your words. And, 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 and it's, it's really rewarding. I think that you come to a, to a position in, in being a leader of one of these companies, maybe a head of marketing, maybe a founder where you should have more questions than, than answers because you are growing. And so growing means mm. you have to grow into places and, and you still don't have the, the picture. And seeing how people would actually drive that really illustrates, okay, I like that, I don't like it, but, but you're not producing it. You're just evaluating, you're letting yourself react to things. And I think this is kind of like a mini MBA on your brand, really. It's, it's, it's super <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. A fun process, a little bit of a nerve wracking process, but a fun process, uh, nonetheless, when you yeah. get to the end, because it is rewarding in that way. So I've got just a couple more questions and then we'll wrap. Yeah. I don't want to keep it too long for everybody. Post project. So now the brand's been out for almost a year, like we said, what has this now allowed you to do that you couldn't maybe do beforehand? Yeah. So we feel like people treat us with far more, uh, as a far more high quality player in the industry because of the new brand. This is it. Like we are perceived to be a different beast. You know, we were dash dash eight letter domain. Now we are rose.com four letter domain. We, we, we had kind of like some weird colors and some adaptations because like, you know, we had grown into the solutions and, and it's natural. Okay. It's, it's not a, yeah, not a problem, that's not right. an insult to anybody. Yes. Uh, and now we have a pretty consistent uh, set of directives. Our product looks consistent. Our marketing and internal product, all of that stuff feels really natural uh, to mm -hmm. users and people find it very tasteful. And, and, and so this has resulted in higher traffic to us, more interest when people read us. Okay. This is subjective, but also objective. We see it in the, in the marketing numbers, but also subjectively people talk about, oh, as a rose.com, that's, that's a really serious name. But the name and how people talk about the brand really adapt itself because people talk about the name, but it's like, oh, your name is really cool and vibrant. I was like, okay, the name doesn't have that. Like the colors are clearly going on top of the name. So that was one of the things. Another way where I've seen a clear benefit was very clear. So when one of the designers just applied to us saying one of our, just and, and she's performing super well. It's like, oh, I just saw that you guys had done this awesome rebrand and I, I've seen Focus Lab before, and you wrote this blog post. From that moment on, I wanted to be part of your company. You know, just so hiring. I think that not, but not, not only designers. I think engineers react super strongly towards stability. Their work mm. is confusing and and crazy enough. Like they they don't want a, a fast and loose company. They want a company that knows what they're doing, that knows who they are. And yes. I think that this 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 brand helped us establish this primacy right we, we operate in this international context but we also have uh, we also have um, an office in porto and in berlin and on those geographies it is super important to us that we stand out much more than others you know like this, this yes. is the game like you have to yes. you have to be 10x above everyone else and 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 i i think that right now we are in terms of brand right we are rose.com and we have these beautiful assets we have this beautiful office which we put the assets on and, and, and all of that really just shines through as a consistent work. Like we value consistency. If you come in here, we will value quality. It all makes a lot of sense. So users by understanding better, but also it's just mechanical actions, clicking, understanding who we are. I think it becomes better, the name and the, all of the visual identity, but also then just hiring. Uh, it's a big hiring machine, having a better brand. It, it has paid itself in less than a year, for sure. So in our particular case, Love that. Love it has that. definitely like just like financially paid off in less than a year for sure. Like, that's absolutely what we want to hear. That's that's the win. And I, I didn't know that, right? This is an organic conversation. I didn't come here telling you the answers you needed to give. I'm super happy to hear that because I know it, it's it is very costly, seemingly costly upfront, but looked at as an investment with a return. And to hear you specifically say it's already paid for itself. I mean, yeah, that's a really the, 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 good the way investment. We assess it is super simple, and I, I really recommend that founders and, and, and marketing managers do these exercises. Typically, these these you know startups 
we spend a lot of money on engineering and product, a lot of money on engineering product. It's like, there's a, a hole which we every month fill up with hours of engineering. And then we set, set some matches in there and then it all burns and produces some heat, which goes to users. Some of it is lost, but many of, m most of it is experiments. Like you experiment a lot with product and there's so many wrong options and then you have to come back and iterate, et cetera. Uh, um, with brand, we said, okay, we've spent all of this money in engineering and our marketing budget has been a very small fraction. So we should be able to, if we have a 24 month runway, we should be able to put one um, month worth of, of, uh, of burn of, of investment uh, within our brand, right? Just the brand is marketing. This will definitely help again. One of the best investments that I've made ever in, in, in part of, of of, wow. of running startups, this is my fourth start, and, and, and this has been, you know, not only enlightening and I learned a lot, so that there's also that, that freebie, but, but to the company, it was, I think it was one of the good decisions which we've made over the past years. You completely stole my last question. And my last question was yeah. going to be based around ROI because brand lives in a world where it is, it can, it can be very hard to measure. Oh, we've redone our brand. Our story is stronger. We're more confident in our position and our visuals and everything aligns now. But what of that new revenue is tied to that? And what of that new revenue came because of a different reason? You can't always measure that. So my question was well, going to be around it, it, that, but you yeah. basically answered it, which is you can yeah, measure well, and, it and, and, in certain areas. You, you can measure it. So hiring for on the people who said uh, explicitly that, that they wanted to come here, et cetera. This just saved us, you know, just hiring fees and agency fees. It's a lot of money. Yeah, you're paying agencies, you know, 10 to 20K at least in, in, in Portugal per hire. And, you know, and, and, and especially if you're, you're, if you're planning to hiring like 50 people over the next couple of months, then just mm. having a better brand and, you know, and, and then these kids, t-shirts and everything agreeing to each other, it really makes, may, makes it easier. Then we saw a boost in just uh, traffic after going through rows. We also had uh, some hiccups because we bought a new domain and, and there was some, you know, traffic. Yes. And we, we, yes. Had, we had to clear some stuff up. But eventually it started becoming much better than the previous one. Also, the rebrand itself was a PR moment, right? Mm -hmm. And that allowed us to get onto that together. We, you know, just, we just wrapped up uh, a bunch of things. That, but the brand was one of the key ones. Yep. We, we got into tech, TechCrunch and, and VentureBeat and all of those websites. And then again, this, this press is invaluable. Okay, it costs dozens of thousands of dollars to get a super high profile article on, on these, on these websites. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So it's, it is not a world where anyone needs to say, why am I spending six figures on a logo? That's not the world we play in, right? We're affecting brand, which is the foundation of the company, which has all of these areas that it affects positively. I'm super happy that you saw the benefit that you realized that benefit yeah. enough to even hire us in the first place. So I think we did it. I think we're there unless you have anything else you want to say. No, well, uh, well, I would wrap it. I'm a talker, you know. Uh, I'd wrap <laughs> no, come on, it. Wrap come on, you're as... lying to us. <laughs> I, I, I would wrap it as if, if uh, because I, I feel the feelings matter a lot. If you're a founder uh, or a head of marketing and you felt like uh, the brand which you're using is not as good as these fancy hotels you go to, or it's not as cool as the fancy festivals you go to in the summer. If you don't feel this kind of affection, 
like there is a cure to that. There really is, and it should be. If you go to a fancy restaurant on a Saturday night or a Friday night, and you experience, you know, the candles and the light and the scent and and the wood table, etc., you have the rights to demand that for your company. Your company should be like that. We make an effort that our company, the living space, the assets, and everything looks like the high quality places our customers like to be in. Like just this level of comfort, you have to provide this experience. And 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 if you have this feeling, then you should definitely go for it. Definitely go for it. And my recommendation is just find out how many months of runway you have if you are not a profitable company yet. And just at least understand one month of runway in investment because you're not going to be doing any any other uh, rebrand anytime soon. This thing will last multiple years. Correct. You should get one month of runway for every 24 things in investment in pure marketing slash branding. And this has proven to be basic rule of thumb, which, which served us amazingly well. This is how I would describe it uh, right now. I think you might anyway, have a job here, yeah. Umberto. I think you might. That was, a, that was a very strong sell at the end. Listen, yeah. I thank you. I thank you for trusting us. It was a, it really was a fantastic project working with you all. We get comments on the Rose case study a lot, which does not surprise me. The work turned out so great. That is a result of the collaboration we had with you, the trust we had with you. And we look forward to, to watching Rose grow. We're part of the family now. Yeah, you really are. And thanks a lot. And, and again, it is... It is my recommendation if you're looking for for a firm, do talk to to Focus Lab because because oh. I, 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 again we were we were very skeptical and, and very afraid in the beginning. Even though we are experiencing talking to agencies and all of that stuff, it's it is still a stressful moment, and and we never got our trust defrauded. And the process was again, mm -hmm. I think most of all professional, and 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 this matters a lot. Even though there's millions of Brands and agencies out there, we we can at least recommend uh, recommend this this work. Uh, it's wow. also been fun to get to know you guys and and all of the stuff which we just haven't seen. But but yeah, but this is cool. Thank you for inviting me, Bill. It's been wow. super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great time. We'll we'll chat again. I'm sure.